When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Inside Texas publisher Eric Nolene. Today is uh, the first day of spring practice for the Texas Longhorns, uh, and I felt like there'd be nobody better to, to join us than uh, Eric. Uh, we got a chance to see the first team offense and defense and, and some of that stuff in, in a brief practice this morning. Uh, and Eric, prior to uh, all of this, had put out a, a mock or, or what he thought would be uh, the spring lineup on both offense and defense. And we want to compare a little bit of that to, to notice uh, some slight variations in them. Uh, welcome in, Eric. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bobby. Thanks for having me. All right. Let's, let's start where what I think is the news of the day, really, and that's on the offensive line. Uh, Texas went out this morning. Uh, they had Andre Karich at left tackle, Junior Angelau at center, or excuse me, at guard, Jake Majors at center, Hayden Connor at right guard, and then Christian Jones moving from left tackle to right tackle. What do you make of that uh, change in Jones going from left to right and Karich in, uh, starting at left tackle to, to start the, the, the spring practice off? Well, I mean, I, I love the move, and I wish I would have thought of it first. You know, it's, it's, to me, it's a brilliant chess move. Um, you know, let's go back to last year to tell you why this year is interesting. Last year, he kind of gamed it for Christian Jones to win left tackle over Andre. Uh, Andre had some practices at left, and then they quickly moved him over to right. Uh, and he did that because we know Flood has his bias towards, towards size. Uh, and, 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 you know, Jones has probably more natural athleticism than Andre. That doesn't make him a better offensive lineman. He's just bigger and more athletic. That doesn't always translate. Um, this year, he's flip-flopping it and putting Christian Jones back over on the right side and Andre at left. And that, to me, tells me that um, he, know, he, he foresees Christian Jones playing right tackle next year throughout the whole year. Now, what does that mean for left tackle? We know that he's not the biggest fan on, of Andre at left, so that means he's going to come in and, and uh, Kelvin Banks is going to come in and provide immediate competition. Uh, you know, we've been predicting since the second he signed that there's a good chance he ends up starting next year. He's still going to have to come in and earn it. Uh, but this is this this reads to me as a way for them to get Christian Jones perfectly comfortable on the right side, tell him this is your spot. You got to win it, but but keep going and it's yours. Get comfortable. Uh, and then Andre is going to have a, a competition on, on his hands uh, starting the summer. Right tackle, the backup right now to uh, Christian Jones is a walk on. Yep. If that gives you any any thought on how thin some pieces of the left uh, of the uh, offensive line are. Jalen Garth was the backup left tackle. Uh, which some people have been mentioning him. I found it interesting that Sawyer Gorham Welch uh, was second team center on uh, on uh, during the first day of practice. That's his well, I, first. Yeah, I, I think that's just a way to get him some reps because you know if uh, you don't want to <clears throat> you don't want to put him out there in place of Max Merrill and, and Cole Hudson who you know their long term plans or have been there and already put in work like Max. So it, so they need a backup center and I think Logan had already worked with uh, Jake Major some with the ones so that makes sense. Uh, he's got a steep learning curve. Uh, but if he can snap and get out of his stance quick, we know he's probably, the, he's probably the most athletic offensive lineman on campus right now because he was athletic enough to play defensive tackle. So I like that move too. 
Um, we knew that was a possibility. I'm not sure if I mentioned that he, he, he might get a look at center in my preview. I can't remember. Gotcha. Um, let's go around the rest of the offense real quick because there are a couple other interesting pieces to it. Uh, at quarterback, they, they started out with Hudson Card with the ones, Quinn Ewers with the twos. Uh, then they had uh, Ballard, uh, Charles Wright. Uh, I think uh, uh, Lord was that Cole Lord was out there as well. Um, what do you make of card Ewers? I just kind of think that that's just the natural pecking order of things since Ewers is the transfer in, right? Sure. Yeah. They, you know, even if, even if uh, card wasn't talented at all, he would still be the, be the de facto number one to start. You know, you don't just, you don't just give uh, spots to guys that have been there and working. Uh, to me, there's two competitions uh, for quarterback. It's going to be for first string and then also for third string. And so that, that group of guys that you mentioned, Ben Ballard and Malik, when he gets healthy, uh, Cole Lord, uh, Charles Wright, they're going to be in competition to be the number three quarterback. Uh, you know, all eyes will be on that first team. But, you know, there's some minor intrigue uh, with, with who wins that third spot as well. No surprise at running back, really. B. John Robinson, Roshan Johnson, Keelan Robinson, Jonathan Brooks, and Jaden Blue. Uh, those are your guys. Yeah, that would have been, you know, if, if you were following football for five, Texas football for five minutes, that would have been the number one uh, lineup you came up with. So no surprises there. Yep. Um, he did tweak the receiver group a little bit, right? Um, uh, Xavier Worthy and Marcus Washington, returning starters, still in the starting lineup. Uh, Calvante Dixon and Casey Kane running second team. Interestingly, Wyoming transfer Isaiah Nayar, he starts him out at third team. Uh, and, and that seems to be a trend, actually, except for at one position, which we'll talk about later. But uh, the transfer going in at third string, uh, got to think that that's just a, a momentary thing, right? Yeah, that, that might have already changed since that practice ended, for all we know. You know, it's, <laughs> um, you, you start to lose your team when you start giving spots away to, uh, to guys that haven't been there. So, you know, it's got to be earned. Everybody out there knows that Isaiah Nair is a guy. And so they won't be surprised. But you don't just, you don't just gift them spots. Perhaps the more, more interesting aspect is uh, two guys that are on the sideline right now at receiver for Texas, Troy O'Meara and Jaden Alexis, uh, Steve Sarkeesian in his post-practice uh, press conference saying that those two are, are likely out for the spring, or at least O'Meara is for sure. Alexis still sidelined by injury. Yeah, we were real noncommittal about their status to return. I think they'll be out there running and participating. You'll see pictures of them in helmets and stuff like that, probably. But I don't think they're going to be out there running rat, routes full speed, and they certainly won't see contact. Gotcha. Um, a little bit of a change at, at, uh, at tight end, too. Uh, Jatavian Sanders ran with the ones today yeah. uh, over Gunnar Helm. Uh, Braden Lebrock is back uh, and ran third team. Jalil Billingsley, fourth team. Uh, again, a, a, a guy that uh, is a transfer uh, starting out at the bottom of the barrel, really. Yeah, he, I mean, he'll ascend. And, and you know, his, he won't be tied to what's going on with Gunner and Jatavian either. You know, he's got his own positional fit. Uh, you know, I, Gunner, I went back and forth on having Gunner and Jatavian one or two just because, you know, they're, they're different, but uh, both competing very hard. They're, they're, you know, they, had, they both had really good winner uh, blocks. They're kind of different. So they're, they're also going to, even, even though one's going to have to start just because that's the nature of the game, they're both going to play because they have different strengths. Yep. Uh, I, I forgot to mention the inside receiver, Jordan Whittington with the ones, uh, Dejon Harrison with the two. Harrison coming back from uh, sitting out a year of COVID and then injury. Uh, what, what do you make of that? Or is that just, uh, that's kind of how you thought it would be going? 
Yeah, that's how I had it written down. And I said that Vernon Thompson can't get to campus fast enough. And, you know, he's pretty fast. So it's still not fast enough. <laughs> uh, Jordan Whittington is, you know, that's the, the whole key for me on him is just to just to stay healthy. And I, I think the the chronic injuries, I think, are behind him. And last year was more of a freak injury. So now it's his time to, to, to be rewarded for all his hard work and persistence. Uh, Joe, in his article on InsideTexas.com, by the way, folks, uh, InsideTexas.com, uh, we have an uh, amazing special right now, $1 for four months of uh, Longhorn exclusive coverage from the guys at InsideTexas.com. Uh, there is no better source for Longhorn football and recruiting news uh, on the internet, and it's a, a one-time offer uh, for first-time subscribers, so please join us uh, at Inside Texas. Uh, Joe Cook in his article today says Isaac Pearson, not, not a huge surprise by any stretch, uh, the uh, punter out of Australia that uh, uh, redshirted a year ago. Eric is the first-team punter. Uh, he did say that uh, both Deshaun Jamison and Xavier Worthy were the ones back returning punts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I mean, uh, first year Aussie punters, we're, you know, we're, we're going to be in for some surprises out there uh, on game day, I'm pretty sure. You know, we saw it both with Dixon and Bushevsky. Uh, but, you know, he had a redshirt year, so, you know, I'm hoping they, they know what they have in him. They, they didn't seem to, to, to be too worried about going out and getting a punter. So, you know, we'll see. And then Jameson, that's going to be his job as long as he's healthy. Uh, and, you know, in crunch time, if, uh, if, if he's dinged up or something, it'll be worthy, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, on defense, uh, you know, you, you put out your list of, of what you thought it would look like uh, heading into spring. Uh, and... Uh, I'm told that you got it right with Baron Sorrell being the first one off uh, at Jack uh, at Jack defensive end, uh, David Abiara, then Justice Finkley, Jeray Bledsoe, Jordan Thomas also there on defense. Uh, what made you think that that was going to happen uh, so much with with uh, Sorrell? Uh, obviously, Oshan Mathis not on campus and hasn't committed to Texas yet, uh, but that's his thought spot as well. Well, I went with Baron there because I heard it. Yeah, that I didn't really guess on that one. So, so <laughs> he's he's worked really hard. Um, you know, he played well last year. He's he's got some experience there. You know, when he did play, he I think I thought he shone uh, pretty well for a freshman. So that one was you know pretty common sense. But also that was you know the word behind the scenes was it's it's his job. Uh, obviously, he'll have a competition on his hands if they get O'Shawn Mathis. But he's going to play a lot next year. Finkley's going to play a lot next year. Uh, I'm interested to see how Bledsoe does it uh, in the spring too because he's. He's as naturally talented as anybody in the program, other than maybe Bijan. I got you. Um, you, you look at the uh, defensive front, Coburn, uh, Murphy, Sweat. Sweat's kind of that, that swing nose tackle, defensive tackle kind. And then you have Ojomo, Alfred Collins playing strictly defensive tackle this year, it sounds like, over the defensive end spot that he um, played a little bit last year. Uh, then you have Vernon Broughton and Myron Warren as well. Yeah, I mean, they're just loaded with interior bodies, uh, and there's also versatility, so if they do want to uh, move some guys around, like Ojoma, I was surprised they didn't try him at Jack last year instead of Collins, but he can he can swing out in a, in a three-man front if they need to. Um, 
you know, that's to me, the, the big thing is going to be matching strengths to the situation on the field. Um, you know, you don't want Coburn out there on third and 15, you know, you want probably sweat and, uh, and Byron Murphy out there or, or Collins, you know, to, those three guys need to, two of those three guys need to be out there in passing situations. Those are the three best pass, pass rushing or the, the most athletic off the ball. Uh, so to me, it's all about uh, situational awareness and having the right guys in the right place. You would want Coburn out there, obviously, on on fourth and one. Gotcha. Obi Ogufu, uh, the incumbent at the butt position. Uh, Jarrett Bush also working there, you think, uh, along with Prince Dorba and DJ Harris. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how that uh, depth looked. Um, I, I don't I haven't heard anything yet. And I don't think Joe got a good look from the defense, uh, the defense side of the ball. It's a, it's a short window and, and often they bring you to the opposite side of the field. Um, so I'll be I'll, I'll be curious to see if I got that right. But, you know, I know Ovi is, is the lead guy to start out with. That's for sure. Uh, and then Jed Bush is going to should be providing competition. I don't think they have him at Mike linebacker. Uh, they, they thought about putting him at Mike for a while. Uh, I think they settled on putting him at Buck, which is the right call. Uh, Jalen Ford was one, running with the ones today, as, as expected, apparently. Uh, Devin Richardson, uh, Jaden Hullaby also in that group. Uh, at the Will spot, Overshone and David Benda, uh, the two guys that you kind of mentioned. Of course, Luke Brockemeyer uh, out for the spring uh, with the injury he suffered late last fall. Um, going to the secondary, Eric, uh, and this is where I want to get your you know feedback. We mentioned how... Uh, Quinn Ewers was at second team, uh, Isaiah Nayor third team, Jalil Billingsley fourth team. I'm hearing Ryan Watts may have been with the first team already uh, at, at practice today. What are your thoughts on that and, and Texas pushing him up in the position at, at corner? Well, I'm assuming that they did in fact move Jade to a nickel star. Uh, and if they did that, then it just makes logical sense because then the other guys are kind of either new or dinged up. Uh, you know, I think Jameer's, Jameer Johnson's nursing an injury, a minor injury. And uh, so I, I'm guessing that that stems from Barron uh, being moved. If Barron was still at corner for, you know, if they felt that was the best position, then Watts would have to beat him out. So I'm assuming that's those are tied together. But that's another one of those where, you know, Ryan Watts is going to start somewhere and it's, you know, 90% sure it's going to be at corner. Yeah, interesting. Not only did Barron move from corner to star, but Keaton Crawford's moving from corner to safety. Yeah, we pegged that move a long time ago. He's, you know, he's got that build that they're looking for in the safety. I do worry about um, his comfort back there. It's a, it's, it's an instinctive position. It, it requires uh, some, some field awareness that, that goes beyond what he's used to uh, having at corner. Um, so there might be a bit of a transition period for him there. But you know, athletically and physically, he, he's the part for safety for sure. Um, you know, one of the things Steve Sarkeesian mentioned this morning uh, to uh, 104.9 The Horn uh, in his uh, pre-practice mention was that Jer he felt like Jaron Thompson was coming on as one of the team leaders on defense. That's not surprising. Uh, the question is, where is he going to end up playing, right? I mean, is he the best star? Well, maybe Jade Barron is that. Is he one of the best two safeties? Possibly. But he's got stiff competition from Anthony Cook, uh, J.D. Coffey, uh, I'm the aforementioned Keaton Crawford as well as uh, freshman BJ Allen. Yeah, Jaron's got a, he's going to have to bring it this spring. He's talented. I, I think, um, you know, he flashed a lot as a freshman and then his struggles were on full display last year. But, uh, you know, we, we've talked about it at length that a lot of the struggles from the safeties uh, occurred from what was happening in front of them, not necessarily always their fault. Um, he's, he's instinctive in the pass game. Uh, he gets his hands on the balls. He's, he's, he's good with his eyes. He's got good coverage ability. Uh, but he's going to have to be a sure tackler back there. And, 
uh, I think he's smart enough to, to, to be one of the guys that's lining everybody up too. Uh, you know, fans always forget about the importance of that. And, and we certainly probably don't belabor it enough either. Uh, but that, that know-how in the back end, you know, even, even Cook is new back there too. So uh, even though Cook is a smart football player and uh, he'll pick up safety quicker than say Keaton Crawford will uh, just because he's got that, that experience at nickel. Uh, but Jaron Thompson's going to have know-how back there that's going to uh, provide value that probably uh, goes unnoticed by a lot of people. You're, uh, today's the first day of Texas spring practice. Eric Nalin of Inside Texas joining me. Uh, Eric, your biggest takeaways from what you're hearing first day of spring? Uh, well, I haven't made any calls yet. So, I mean, it, it, the, you know, and nobody's, I forgot to put a couple earpieces in the coaches to, uh, so, to get their immediate feedback. Uh, I'll have something up here in a little bit, I'm sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not so curious about what happened in the media window. Always we're, we're curious about uh, what happened, you know, after things shut down. We, we were asking the thread the other day if Inside Texas will be at practice. And uh, I didn't respond, but my thought was we're pretty much everywhere. So, I mean, it doesn't, you know, there's a reason we always have these background information on these position moves and all these things up front. So we'll have a practice report up later today. And like you said, Take advantage of that, uh, that, that special that Bobby mentioned, you know, $1 for four months. Some say it's really worth a Bitcoin. So uh, I'd say check it out. <laughs> one Bitcoin would be quite a bit more these days. <laughs> uh, now, maybe a Dogecoin or one of those other crazy <laughs> yeah. things. Hey, uh, my biggest takeaways, Eric, I think moving Christian Jones to right tackle. Yeah. Uh, to your point, um, I just feel like that means this is a predestined move where he's trying to find a spot for Christian Jones. Um, right. And then the other part was uh, on offense, all of the incoming transfers, none of them being given a spot, so to speak. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll start watching their set up the depth chart. It's sure to happen. Uh, you know, it might happen tomorrow might, or uh, on, on Wednesday, you know, it might happen later in the week. So, or Thursday, it's, yeah, it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So yeah, we'll, we'll chronicle all these moves. You know, some guys are going to move up and that means somebody's moving down and, and depth chart is really uh really the best way to understand where the program is heading, not just from a personnel department, but a lot of times it tells you uh, what's going to happen schematically because, you know, co the coaches are going to play to the player's strengths. Um, if they're moving more 12 personnel, that means that, that they're not going to have a slot on the field. So maybe they're moving Whittington. So there's always all, there's all kinds of little things to, to pay attention to. So uh, this is, uh, this is probably one of my favorite parts of the year covering the program. Yep. Uh, uh, Joe Cook also saying Texas looks a little bit, uh, some of the guys look a little noticeably bigger. Uh, after a year in the offseason, some of these young guys that are coming in that are now uh, been in, in the program for at least a year. It's their first full spring. So uh, big times, big things happening on the 40 acres today. Uh, so, Eric, I appreciate it. We're going to have more updates on spring practice as we roll forward here on Inside Texas, as well as on Texas football. Uh, for Eric Nalin, publisher of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.